Welcome to the In The Box Tour. We're here to blend the worlds of CrossFit and PT, so we're going from gym to gym and talking all things CrossFit. I'm Dr. Mesa Hanawi. And I'm Hannah Briel, and today we're mixing things up a bit and we're talking about why CrossFit is bad for you. Keeping in mind, I am a doctor of physical therapy, so I most definitely know what I'm talking about. So we made a very long list outlining all the reasons why CrossFit is so bad for so you bad. and your body. So we have a lot of things to talk about, so we should get started. Yeah, let's go. So the first thing, number one, it's way too intense. Yeah, CrossFit with all that intensity, intensity all those AMRAPs. Intensity super bad. The AMRAP. Okay, what people don't get is that when there's an AMRAP of 12 minutes... We have to define AMRAP. So for <sighs> okay. those of you that don't know, but I'm going to assume most of you know... If you're listening AMRAP to this. is as many rounds or reps as possible in a certain amount of time. So often CrossFit gets a lot of um, bad... Rep- or gets a bad reputation for doing AMRAPs because you're trying to move as quickly as possible or get as many rounds or reps in a certain amount of time... And people say that moving at that speed with things such as gymnastics, Olympic lifts, all those things is bad for you. But if you think about it, what the point is, is that it's, say it's 12 minutes. The point is that you pick a weight and you pick an option that you can keep up consistently for 12 minutes. Yes, while pushing yourself. But like, you're not going to do like a minute and a half of the hardest thing you've ever done and be able to keep that up for 12 minutes. No, like it's, it's just con- not it's possible. It's keeping the stimulus of the workout. Exactly. It's just like a different kind of workout so people are like oh like you're gonna whatever you know you're gonna get hurt it's what people say all the time but like you try to like okay if I do this I can get this many rounds I can stay consistent and I won't get Mm -hmm. hurt and what we know is that intensity causes adaptation so we're not going to make changes doing the same things we've done in the same kind of in the same limits or in the same intensity, we have to push those limits and do something we've never done before to create any type of change or adaptation in our muscles, joints, strength, conditioning, anything like that. So the definition of, of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So that's why we always mix it up. We always push ourselves harder. If you don't do anything different, if you don't make things harder, you're never gonna get better. If you're mm-hmm. fine with the status quo, that it's going to stay the status quo. Actually, this is funny. So, have you seen Tidying Up by Marie Kondo? No, So, it's like this really cute um, Asian (laughs) woman goes into people's homes and, like, helps them tidy up their houses. And she actually was the one who made the quote. This is a show? Yes. It was a book. um, And now it's a show. And it's pretty soothing. And I watched it last night because I don't have anything else to watch. And she said something about, like, people that are satisfied with the status quo... They're never going to change because they don't want to. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you have to always find a relative intensity. It doesn't mean that me and Mesa are doing the same exact thing because our intensities may be different. Yeah. Um, I also think that this goes along with why CrossFitters a lot of the times don't like PT because they say it's not intense enough. And that's what I feel like we are doing, I'm trying to do within the box, is changing the narrative. Changing the narrative. A favorite um, sentence or quote. we got to change the way that our profession handles this. Like, mm-hmm. we have to be intense with our patients, and we have to know that we have to push them and not try to do, like, so many different things at once. Like, I feel like in a PT session, sometimes there's like, okay, we're going to do 10 reps, we're going to do 10 reps of that, and then this, and then this, and, like, then you never reach an intensity Especially if you're using a yellow TheraBand and you're doing, like, 45 external rotations. Like, that's not 
Like, you're not changing anything. And a lot of times, like, we know in CrossFit, some of the hardest workouts are just couplets. Two things. Simple. Simple and hard and increasing intensity every single time we do it. We're going to try and move faster and more reps, and that's PT or physical therapy is moving in that direction. Like, more studies are coming out where adaptation is made with intensity. And um, there's a lot of studies that show, like, motor learning, which is basically our ability to learn new skills and learn new movements can improve under fatigue so when we take our bodies to the point of fatigue or to the point where you know our form starts to break down a little bit yeah not to an unsafe level but where we start kind of losing that perfect form or pushing our limits a little bit is where actual motor learning occurs the most and then um, the other point I have on that is if you want to make any long-lasting changes so you have to be kind of like we said fatigue sweating yeah, otherwise it's just a walk in the park, mm-hmm. which also can be intense for some people. And that's the point. I think all of these arguments on our very long list <laughs> go along with the fact that people think that they're, if you walk into a gym that you are doing the RX workout and that's not how it works. Like people are like, oh, I'm not athletic enough, but like everything is scalable. And that's why people think it's too intense is because they don't understand that you scale everything to your relative intensity. Like how hard can you go if, if you went any harder, the form would break down. Mm-hmm. Like let's hit that point. It's the stimulus of the workout. So we're all doing different degrees of the same workout, achieving the same stimulus. It's like what we say all the time, like the needs of an elite athlete and my grandmother differ by degree not kind Mm -hmm. we all need to reach an intensity that could be that they're doing 400 pound whatever and she's doing four or 40 it's just like but if that's going to be hard for you that's the point Mm -hmm. um what is number two i don't know have we talked about why intensity is bad enough yet i think intensity is king and we have established that I say that as a CrossFit coach and as a PT and intensity. And a human. Yeah. I think that we should be approaching everything with intensity. Life. Life. Cooking with intensity. Tidying up, apparently, with intensity. You got to. Okay, the next big one. Olympic lifting for time. It's very dangerous. A lot of people get hurt. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. Why would we ever Olympic lift quickly? Doesn't train any explosive power, any hip any extension, stability. mobility, nothing. It's no. not good for any of those things. No. No, but on a serious note, um, I think a big point we miss with, like, berating CrossFit for it, saying that we do Olympic lifting for time. Good word. People are going to Olympic lift. No matter what. No matter what. Like, it's it's a type of lifting. People are going to power lift. People are going to Olympic lift. You're going to go into gyms global gyms all the time you're gonna see people doing those movements because they do promote explosive power and a lot of different things that help our lives and health sport so why would we not do them in a setting where there's a coach that's what kind of blows my mind people say like olympic lifting for time is bad but we're doing it with a coach there's someone watching us there's a professional programming and i understand that there are good and bad coaches and good and bad gyms as there is with every single sport and every single physical activity in the world but in ideal situations we have a good coach if you are a smart consumer you are looking at the gym and you are looking at the certifications and the qualifications you go to a good gym and then so you're olympic lifting yes there is a 
risk with Olympic lifting. There's risk with walking down the street. There's a risk yeah, with running. Like, you're not going to just be handed like a 135 pound barbell and be like, okay, snatch this. Like, no, here's a PVC pipe. Let's go through all the positions. Let's see if you have the shoulder range of motion. Let's see if you have the hip range of motion. Like, people just think that we grab you off the street and we're like, well, let's do this. And, like, if you don't know. Isabel, 30 snatches for time. Let's go. Yeah, like, that's no, not like, what If happens. you don't know, first of all, if you don't even know what a squat snatch is, what a snatch is, you're probably not going to be doing those movements weighted. Like, you're going to be taken through how to do everything. And that's the point of CrossFit and, like, being in a CrossFit gym. And, like, people, when they hit on CrossFit all the time, don't realize that they're actually just, like, insulting every kind of working out strength ever. and conditioning that's all it is strength and conditioning it's just because it we're has lifting a label weights and we're doing conditioning and it's easy to it's easy to target because it has a label and then there can also be a stereotype there's a whole like cult thing for a while people still think that everybody does paleo not true mm-hmm. it's not a cult like i mean it's a community it's a, a community. community that you're with every single day and it's day. funny because you know pull-ups push-ups squats Deadlifts. These are not new. These have been around for years and years and years before CrossFit. We just put it all together in a professional programming and made it a Changed business. The methodology a little bit. And apparently it's a horrible thing. But also, as far as like weightlifting for time, see above, see all the points we made for point one, or for number one on the list. And then there's a lot of things that Olympic weightlifting trains, like we were saying. Hip extension, which is a super powerful thing, like hip extension. It's the most powerful thing. Yeah. In any type of movement you want to do, it translates to literally everything from standing up to a chair to kicking to jumping to any type of sport-related thing, any type of movement. And then if we look at the clean and jerk and the snatch, like shoulder stability, hip stability, thoracic extension, there's so many things that we want our patients as PTs to have that Olympic lifting trains. And then, like you said, CrossFit gyms have foundations. They have on-ramps. We go through a PVC, a trainer bar, a 35-pound bar, like so on and so forth. Um, and I actually read this study. We're going to actually be referencing a lot of studies in this long rant. Uh, Barbell Physio did a editorial kind of on this review where it looked at injury rates. Um, and CrossFit had, what was it, 2.1 to 3.1 injuries, injuries per 1,000 training hours. hours. And, and running, then at running which, which is the best the best thing. People know who run says running is bad for you. No one gets hurt running. Fit. It makes me so angry. Like, okay, this guy comes in, talks about CrossFit, and everyone's like, oh my god, he does CrossFit. And then this woman comes in who only runs, literally only runs. I do 10Ks, and people half marathons. like praise her. So, yeah. okay, so well, the, injury the running injury rate was, was 12.5. Oh, 12.1 well, either way. per 1,000 hours of training. That's two to three. Versus 12 per 1,000 hours. And also, it was shown that um, CrossFit had um, very similar injury rates to powerlifting and to Olympic lifting. Because it combines those movements within it. Just that sometimes at higher intensity or speed. But it has similar injury risks. So that shows that with proper form and coaching, it's safe. Like soccer has very high injury rates. Like football. Like all of these different things. So it's like, it's a sport. Like, mm-hmm. would you rather get injured in a CrossFit gym or would you rather die from being sedentary on your couch your whole life Yeah, and not be able to move? And I think we've mentioned this before. Um, 
I'll forever talk about this study because it speaks to why PT and CrossFit are so important. They recently recently released a study that showed a sedentary lifestyle is worse than yes. smoking. So and then what just... if you do both of those? Okay. Also, who smokes anymore? I'm like a how lot of people. You'd be surprised. Keep doing this to yourself. But if you think that, how exactly. many people live a sedentary lifestyle? So many. Like, so we're talking about to. moving. There's a risk with moving. There's a risk with anything. There's a bigger risk if you don't move. Huge risk. Are you ready for the next All point? right, number three. It's very bad for your little weak knees. Oh, lifting heavy and squatting will break your knees. Your knees can't handle anything. Oh, CrossFit, ruining knees. Um, before we get into... Some of the analytical things. I will tell a little anecdote. Okay, here we go. Of my are your knees okay? Days. They are okay now. Okay. Mine, now are, mine are okay. Well, <laughs> you know, in a couple years back, pre-CrossFit days. Oh, I know where this is going. I tore my ACL, MCL, and meniscus. Terrible triad. Actually, lateral Wait. meniscus, so kind of terrible triad. Is it the terrible triad, or is it like a weird... Doesn't it have like a weird name? Terrible triad. I thought no, I'm gonna look it called. up. You keep talking. Okay, well, I tore them all playing ultimate frisbee because, like Lit. all sports, there is a risk. And I and no one stepped wrong. And, on ultimate and frisbee. also, I never knew about knee positioning and knee stability. That was not taught to me when playing ultimate frisbee, but it was taught to me in a CrossFit gym. And also, now I'm a PT, so I have more knowledge on that. But um, point being, I rehabbed my knee. I did return to cutting sports for a while, and then it was kind of through my rehab and through that that I found strength and conditioning in CrossFit. But I am able, through CrossFit, to squat over 200 pounds, to do high-volume box jumps, to lift heavy, clean and jerk, do explosive things and without knee pain. Fine. I actually think that I have more awareness and more knee stability now than I've ever had in my entire yeah, life because sure. I grew up, and this is, I grew up playing sports. I grew up playing soccer, cross country, track. Nobody ever taught me about knee positioning. Positioning, No one. I mean, you hmm. were an athlete your whole life. We were both athletes our whole life. No, Did anyone ever mm-hmm. teach you about landing properly, about knee positioning? No. Nope. We learned that obviously through our doctorates in physical therapy, but also I, CrossFit. First as of all. far as an athlete goes, I've learned those things in a CrossFit gym. Yeah. I've learned mostly everything in a CrossFit gym. All right, so let's hit them with some of the hard facts as about squatting heavy and our knees. Okay, tell me about so, my patellar ligament. Yeah, patellar tendon. Um, there was a study done on powerlifters who argue, arguably lift more than we do in CrossFit because that is generally all they do is bodybuilding and powerlifts, which for those of you that don't know, the powerlifts are back squat, deadlift, and bench press. Um they did a study on the their patellar tendons, and they were shown to have increased girth or increased girth. thickness <laughs> in their patellar ligaments, which or patellar tendons. Sorry, which well, put them the same at thing. yeah, it tendon just ligament. Depends which one? You know, That's a whole other body. argument. I know, I know. Um, the which PT made them able to withstand more tensile and compressive loads, which means then the average person, the people who are Overtraining oh. in quotations or lifting heavy and putting their knees at risk actually are at a reduced risk for injury and anatomically are stronger, able to withstand more loads than the average person. It's called training for a reason. It's not like I'm going to go jump on whatever this other weight, like 
weightlifter, powerlifter is doing. Progressive loading. Progressive and that's loading. what makes your knees stronger. Everyone says CrossFit is bad for your knees. Squatting is bad for your knees. Those heavy weights are bad for your knees. Like, well, yeah, you wouldn't even be able to lift it if it was that bad for your knees. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if my mom jumped into it, sorry, mom, didn't mean to just call you out, <laughs> and you just try to do, like, 150 pounds, like, you wouldn't be able to do it, and it would be bad for your knees. But, but that's you not what do we're it. doing at CrossFit. Exactly, and that's the point is that that's not – like, mm-hmm. we would get you on a box. We would see if you go below parallel. Like, we could then add some mm-hmm. weight. We both have our L1s. I've coached CrossFit for a long time now. I'm a PT. We have authority to say these things. Um, but also, um, I when I was in Nashville in rotation, mm-hmm. when I was in PT school, I was in inpatient Way rehab. Way back when. It was actually this time last year. Yeah, it was. That's well, crazy. I was in inpatient rehab, so it's kind of a different world there. Um, and... I was following a different CI for the day just to be on a different floor and see what they did. Mm. And she kind of asked me about what I did for working out or I don't know how it came up. And I said, I did CrossFit. And she immediately said, why would you do that as a PT? You should know better. And my first question, all I said, because I've learned, you know, I'm a student. I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way. So I just said, have you ever taken a CrossFit class? No. And she said, No. And then she was about to say, kind of like, why would I? And then she just kind of thought about it. And I was like, well, why don't you just try one? And then if you feel that way, I'll understand. And that was kind of the end of that conversation. But I think that comes... Did she ever try one? Or she was never your CI again? So you don't no, know. No, I just was with her for a day. But what if she is actually competing this moment and she loves CrossFit so much? You never know, right? But I think that comes from, you know, the media and videos of the CrossFit games and things you will see that CrossFit is... Is not it's not an accurate depiction of CrossFit. We know that. No, I'm not um, doing CrossFit games workouts. I'm not doing any of that. And but we are at a different degree. Yeah, exactly. So I think and those are, you know, again I've said this and I'll say it again at the pinnacle of sport it is not healthy. The purpose of doing CrossFit on a day to day basis is to improve your quality of life. The purpose of competing at the CrossFit games is not health. Athletes do not do what they do for health. They are sacrificing health for their sports and all sports. And I truly believe that. Like, the yeah. purpose of sport is not health. Competitive yeah. sport is to win, is to compete. You will like sacrifice to win. quality of life in the long run for sport. The, any elite athlete will tell you that. There is no balance in being a champion. You don't do, oh, you don't do sports. But you don't do sport Like, you don't do competitive sports for health. No one's competing at the CrossFit Games to have a higher quality of life. They're competing to, to win. win. And they will compete yeah. on injuries. They will push limits beyond what we oh, do yeah. on a day-to-day basis in a CrossFit gym. Like what you said, your PT at a competition is way different than your PT every day. Like, if yeah. you're, like, competing... You're like, okay, how can we get you back? Like, for football example, like someone's injured, PT's goal is how can we get you back to playing as soon as possible? Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked for a college football team in ACC. I was a student trainer all throughout college. And <laughs> worked on the sidelines, traveled with the team, was there for every game, every practice. I've seen some pretty crazy things happen. I've seen ah. things that as a PT probably stressed me out. But, like, I, there was, like, there was a athlete who came on the sideline you know during a timeout pulled off his glove and his bone was showing in his finger like he had gone through a tackle whatever they taped it literally taped two of his fingers together and he played the entire remainder of the game with like like his his bone was showing yeah 
But I mean that they're competitive athletes. They needed him to play. For NC State, to like, win. come on, just take him off the field. There's no chance. <laughs> but anyway. you know, like, and that's college level. And then think about NFL. Think about at the pinnacle yeah. where it's not healthy. But the point Wait, is, did he get an infection on, or like what? I want to know about this I don't guy's know. hands. But on a day to day basis in a CrossFit gym, that's not what we're doing. It's just not. No, I'm never. I never have had that injury ever. Knock on wood. But yeah, like, I don't we are doing it for health. We are doing it for quality of life. People need to understand the difference. And then my other plug on this. The list goes on. For why on. squatting. Oh so yes, squatting. People, first of all, people hate on what in CrossFit about squatting that we that you go below parallel. Yes, um, there's multiple studies. I have a really great one that outlines it really well. That shows that the load and force on your knee is actually less at below parallel than it is in mid-range. You are at most risk for injury or like you have the most load or compression and force on your knee at mid-range. Where most people stop. Which is at just above parallel generally is the worst position or most load, not worst, most load and force on your knee. And going below parallel actually reduces the stress. The stress on your knee because it engages different muscles and in the position you are, this study goes into it a lot. But just so you know, there's a reason we squat below parallel in CrossFit. It is better for your knees. It's actually better as for your knees. As a PT, I'll preach that. And it's funny because when you rehab patients, obviously there's healing times with ACLs and all that where we need to limit ranges mm-hmm. of motion. But yeah. we often are like, ooh, don't go that low when they are cleared to go that low. It's they should the be below range. They should be loading the pills. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it's like, that's where the mid-range is where your ligaments, like, aren't the tightest. They are in full flexion or full extension. Mm -hmm. And it's where we're not having as much um, quad and glute engagement. So, or, like, recruitment of muscle fibers is greater at below parallel. And so we're going to have more stability. We're going to increase. We're going to be able to lift more if we go through that full range of motion. But if you can't go below parallel, that's fine because we'll... Get you a box. We'll get you a medicine ball. We won't load it as much, you know, like until you can get to that point that you can do the full movement. And that's the point. Like we're not going to just in CrossFit, you're not just going to have to go do something that is super painful for you. That's going to cause you, you know, injury or pain or whatever. So this is also to my mom. She's always like. CrossFit is bad for you because you squat below parallel. And she was like, well, it's fine if you don't go below parallel. And I'm like, oh, my God. Where did I'm this become a, a thing? Like, Where, when did why this... is this not debunked by now? Have I not Instagram story this enough? Like, <laughs> I don't know where this myth came from. But Sorry, Mom. As a you PT, I can about, tell you um, it is a myth and we will bust it. Good old Wolf. Wolf's Law. Oh, my gosh. My wolf favorite Daddy. thing. So, Wolf's Law basically says that... Tissue responds to the stress placed upon it. Yes, It was like exactly. a test. So it's like, well, is it my turn? Is it me? You're a student. You're good. Um, so basically, I preach this all the, time, all the time. Hannah's heard my rant on this many times. As a physical therapist, and also as a CrossFit coach, but mostly as a physical therapist, all the treatments we do, um, there's no proof for it. There is great literally go, go no PT, proof. Let's be, like, any, as far as the treatments, as far as we do with the hands-on ones, manipulations, oh, mobilizations, oh, dry needling, which I do. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do, but there's only theoretical. There's no cause and effect. We don't know when we lay our hands on a patient exactly what is happening. But the only thing we know for a fact is Wolf's Law. If you load it, it will get stronger. Hypertrophy or muscle growth happens with load. 
We know that. So why, as PTs, are we not treating with strength training? Why are we bashing CrossFit when it is doing strength and conditioning? Um, She's getting really into this right now. I just tell her to back back away. Backwards. I'm like, I get real worked (laughs) up about this. She's getting closer and closer and closer. (laughs) We know. If you load it, it will get stronger. Wolf's Law. It is a principle we practice by. And that's why so many people also have like osteoporosis later on in life because they don't place stress on their bones like they don't mm-hmm. use their muscles when you use your muscles that's how your bones work pulls on you your have bones to increase the stress exactly by progressive loading this so is, this is almost start repetitive lifting. oh yes. wow it's crazy start lifting all right what's next what on number our list? are we on oh deadlifting is very dangerous you're gonna herniate your back if you deadlift it's very heavy. bad if you bend over and deadlift it's bad it's very bad don't pick things up your back is gonna don't hurt. put them down either your back okay Bulging disc, slip disc, herniated disc. I think whenever the mic gets red, it means we're too loud. Oh, really? Is that what's <laughs> Cause happening? Because it just beeped. Not beeped, but it just showed up red. So, sorry, listeners. We're uh, very loud. I just got a little worked up about all this bad for you CrossFit and stuff. And how people think that if you have a... Okay, well, this is separate. Like, oh, I have a bad back. Like, no, your back is fine. It's you. Like, <laughs> you don't have a bad back. You don't have bad knees. But that's another... We're just going to fix the movement pattern and make you stronger. So... Why is deadlifting, why is it so bad for you? It isn't. We know that there's also studies that show that progressive loading or deadlifting increases stability in our back. Um, As a PT, if people have low back pain, one of the first things that will have them do is some sort of deadlift, whether that's a kettlebell RDL. Hip hinge and then a deadlift. Yes, hip hinging. Which a lot of people don't. We know that hip hinging is the safest way to pick something up. I would... Ask anyone who thinks deadlifting is bad to tally Ooh. one day from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed how many times they bend over and pick something up. They are deadlifting all throughout the day, so why are we not loading that and strengthening that? It's not bad for your discs. Your discs get better with movement. They get well, nutrition slaw. with movement. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the studies that talk about why these movements are bad for you don't give the tissue time to adapt. So they don't do it over weeks and months and years. They do it all at once. So obviously all at once is not good, but that's not what we do. Progressive loading. We work up to weight over time so our discs, our bones, our muscles can withstand those forces so that when I'm bending over to tie my shoes and I, my lumbar spine flexes, I don't get hurt because there's no reason you should not be able to do that movement because that's what, how your body is made. There's no reason you should get hurt in that movement unless you've literally never done it and your body is like, oh my God, what did you just do? I've never done this. Mm -hmm. This is very unfamiliar to me. And then if we are kind of in a tweaked position or like, you know, rounding or twisting while we're bending over or picking up a box, we're resilient enough to handle those things. Our bodies are meant to do all these things. Mm -hmm. If you look at our lumbar anatomy, it is made to go through flexion. It's also made to compress for all those people out there Mm -hmm. to know that. Um, And then also, I mean, it's just the same thing we said about squatting, the progressive loading, the Wolf's Law. We're going to make our back stronger through loading it over time. Um, Do we need to go on our rounding bit? I mean, why not? (laughs) I know that you want to. So So a lot of people see CrossFitters or any lifter in general rounding their back on max deadlifts. And if you follow in the box, you know all my feelings about this. Mm. Um, I recently, it's really interesting, posted a video of me doing a one rep max deadlift in competition, and it got probably the most 
views on a story I've ever had. It was being passed around. Oh. It was really interesting. So my bit on this is as a PT, I make all my low back patients and a lot of my patients in general do Jefferson girls. And if you don't know oh, what a Jefferson Jeffy. girl is, I feel like we need to shout out Nate. I know <laughs> right Nate. Now. This is like literally his livelihood. Um, I think he Jefferson girls 100% of his <laughs> patients. Um, oh, and Monster Walks. So Monster like if you're going to Nate, girls. I can fully tell you what to expect. He's part of the Made to Move fam. But um, so Jefferson curls, basically what it is, is it goes against everything you're taught in a CrossFit gym or in any gym about deadlifting. So you round your back, you slouch, you have a weight. We obviously start at a very light load and you just do a forward fold. So you round your back, what we say, kind of one vertebra at a time. Which doesn't really happen because it will break, but yeah. (laughs) As far as you feel comfortable, and then you round back up. And basically this is strengthening lumbar flexion or low back rounding. Um, And getting your body to be like, okay, this movement is okay. I mm -hmm. can do this. I'm safe. I feel So that then when we go for a one rep max deadlift, like those videos you see that are making you scream that CrossFit is so bad for you. God, I can't imagine picking up that weight probably because you can't. (laughs) You've trained that motion. So it's not like the first time my back's ever rounded was in that video that I posted in my one rep max no, PR, which again was during sport and competitive, not for health, different settings. I'm a PT. I'm also an athlete. I also a CrossFit coach. I take. And then when we go to pick up our groceries or pick up kids, like we do not deadlift our gro- groceries. We bend over. <laughs> Sometimes and pick them up. I do. I'm not <laughs> like, oh, perfect. I should really do this perfectly. And but then, like, in life, we're going to bend over to pick things up. So having a rounded back, there's actually, I mean, like there's powerlifters that train to have rounding because yeah, a lot of them do all the time. Depending on where your shrinks are, like I know as an athlete, personally, my back is much stronger than a lot of my lower posterior chain. So I use Mm -hmm. a lot of thoracic rounding. I set up that way. Obviously, I train to do it the right way. way, I train to do it. I train all variations of movement. Um, but if you are kind of, your erectors are more dominant, you might set up in thoracic rounding. Hmm. So for those of you saying, seeing a video of someone deadlifting with a rounded back and saying that is horrible as a doctor of physical therapy, if they have trained correctly leading up to that point, which is what CrossFit promotes, they are going to be okay. And for those of you that watch my story, my back is just fine. Her back is fine. I'm looking at it right now, actually. It's perfectly fine. Super jacked. And, yeah, okay, I did not say that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> when most people get injured in this position, it's not when they're lifting super heavy weights. It's when they're doing things like picking up their kids or mm-hmm. picking up their groceries, things that are super light. So it's or like, doing a weight that they are not ready for because they are not in a gym with a coach who's telling them. And yeah, they don't kind know how of, to do it. Yeah. Like my backgrounds, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm living, I'm thriving. Okay, so, anyways, the ultimate worst thing that you could ever do for your shoulders sometimes, oh, I'm not even going to go into how I feel about it, but. Snatching. Yes, you're going to go into how you feel about it. No, I was just going to say that I don't really love it that much. Oh. But that's because I'm not that Snatching, good at it. Snatching, it's so bad for you, It's really you bad know? for you. It's a wild movement. It's just way too hard. So I'm, I'm like, am I really lying right now or am I <laughs> just getting it out? Snatching is not our snatching. favorite, but it's good. No, it's the same thing we said with everything. It's you like know, the Olympic lift. You're going to refer to what we said above. You're going to progressively load it. You're going to start with the PVC. And also, to put in my two cents about it, Snatching is the most technical movement. It requires so many different things to happen from your ankles, knees, hips, thoracic mobility, shoulders, 
elbows, wrists, literally everything in the body comes into play when you snatch. So this is a reason why people say it's bad for you. And I will arguably, arguably say this is a reason why it's good for you. A movement that challenges that much mobility and stability is going to be a bigger stress than most things we do, which would make you strong enough to withstand most things you're doing in your daily life. Yeah. Obviously, if it's loaded properly and progressively. So, um, yeah, that's what I think about that. I think it trains so many different aspects of our body of explosive power. Stability, shoulder stability. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get into squat snatch, like hip, you know, range of motion and all that. And then like thoracic, like it literally involves so much, which is why it's so hard. But, but also why it's so good for you. Because it's Again, such a great adaptation way to comes with intensity and difficult yeah. activities and pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. Um, You're making me want to go snatch just to get better at it. And another thing, like, as far as getting nerdy with some biomechanics and PT mm. stuff, we know that, like, the most stress is put on our joints the further away the load is from us. So that's why when you have, like, shoulder patients, a lot of time when they're, like, reaching to pick up, like, laundry detergent, it hurts their shoulder. The snatch or an overhead squat, the load is really far from our center of our body, which, yes, puts a lot of stress, but it's also, like, the most, the more stress you put, the more strength you're going to get. So loading it from further away, like the lever arm, you know, is going to create more adaptation in our joints. I just had a point. Oh, okay. So, so many people say that CrossFit is like this, like so bad for your shoulders and so many CrossFitters have shoulder and neck pain. Do we need to segue? Well, first of all, if you have never had shoulder or neck pain, I would personally like to meet you um, (laughs) because in this society where we're always sitting sitting at the desk and and like stress and the way we sleep, like I would just really like to know um, your method. The other (laughs) thing is that a lot of cyclists also have shoulder and neck pain a lot of runners also have shoulder and neck pain like everybody has shoulder not okay, a lot of sedentary pe- like lifestyle people have, have shoulder, shoulder and neck pain. pain so let's talk about kipping okay the thing so i was doing some research research earlier um to add to my list of why crossfit is just super bad oh, okay and i i saw this um amazing hilarious article that was like kipping is the most pointless thing that you could ever do it's super bad for your shoulders because your shoulders aren't really even doing anything and then it's really bad because it has a lot of undue stress undue this is the word they use undue stress and i would like to say tell that to gymnast <laughs> like how do you think they get up and do all these crazy things on the rings like it's not if you're kipping in a workout, it's not because you are trying to build your strict strength. Otherwise, you'd be doing strict pull-ups. It's, it's because for it's efficiency. A, it's a gymnastic, skilled movement. And Just, for those of you that have not kipped or done butterfly, it is not easy. You no. know it takes time to develop kipping and to develop butterfly you can be as a skill. It's a ass, skill. And it's, but it's super hard. You feel like a wet noodle up there if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. And so, as a CrossFit coach, I will tell you... We do strict before kipping. Um, If you would like to argue this with me, I bet I can do more strict pull-ups than you. She even willingly said that we could video her. Yeah. Comment. I will not be in the video. Message us. I'll be recording. Review it. I will, if you're interested, I will do a video of max strict pull-ups. What's your your PR? It's been like almost a year probably since I've done a max out. 
Maybe not that many. Okay, six, so it's about months. time. Yeah. Someone please bet. But I love we'll strict pull-ups. It's wild to me. Um, she's taking she took Eve. all my strict pull-ups at Eve. Eve. Just so you know, we did strict pull-up off I remember somewhere that. on my Instagram. But yeah, I can do a lot of strict pull-ups. We work strict strength all the time. When we do kipping and butterfly, it is for efficiency. It is for a gymnastic skill. Like, if I'm going to walk to class... I'm going to take the most efficient, the quickest way to get there. It's sport. It's competitive. Okay, well, walking to class is not that. Oh. Sometimes <laughs> I do get sweaty. But it is sport. a sport. Get there in time. Right? Those cobblestones don't want to have to save Also, same thing we said with the snatch. I would argue that doing something that challenges that much range of motion and that much velocity, if you've worked up to that point, is going to strengthen your shoulders to be able to withstand the stresses of anything else. The undue stresses. Like, that's exactly. the point is that your shoulders can withstand the stress, and that's why you're doing it to get stronger and to make your shoulders stronger. Not to and tear up your too much of path. anything is bad. Yeah, we know that. We don't do 100 butterfly or kipping pull-ups every single day. We do variable workouts. CrossFit is all about variability. That's the point. I think what most people, when they talk about CrossFit, they take everything out, out of, of context. context. Wow, it's like, you knew it. Oh my You're in my brain. Yes. They take a video of someone doing kipping pulls. I would... They're not going to get stronger in this. Like, that's not, the, that's not what they're doing. That's I wasn't, like, do. at my very first cross gym, I had to do five strict pull-ups before I was ever allowed to kip. Yep. I had to show my coach that I could do that. Um, most good gyms will do that. And we do do strict pull-ups in strength work, in some workouts, Accessory in work. moms. We work strict strength all the time. And I will guarantee you that if you don't have strict pull-ups, you won't be able to do that many kipping anyways. Like, yeah, you'll it's not like you still are using pulling strength. You still are using grip strength. You are using momentum. Yes. And it skilled is a skill. gymnastics. Skilled, highly skilled gymnastics, I would argue. Oh, for sure. So if we haven't had enough bad reasons, if you... Are thinking about trying CrossFit. You definitely should not. It's you, terrible you for you. You will, if you're a girl, you might get muscular. Oh, yeah. You definitely stay away from that. You might muscles, which would be really bad. It's so bad. I mean, no, like, who's going to like you if you have muscles? Like, why is that a thing? You might have, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It's funny because um, I think both of us, we can say, have worked out kind of throughout our lives. I've done boxing I've done a lot of different things and things that I've liked too before CrossFit I've ran I've gone to normal gyms I've done class workouts I've done different lots of different things yeah and I have seen the most changes physically mentally health-wise but physically and in my body like aesthetically and its composition and its mass. Sexy. Doing... That's what she's trying to say, but she thinks definitely, she's sexy. Oh gosh, no, definitely not. She's Just a pretty I've hot seen, bod. I've seen the most changes in my body doing CrossFit, and I want to attribute that to I think our CrossFit has a great combination of strength conditioning, metabolic conditioning, all that. But also, I think I can attribute that to. The atmosphere. So, like, when I go to a normal gym, I don't talk to anyone. I don't have coaches. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, in the gym, it's not just about the one hour you're at the gym. You have these people that are all encouraging each other to eat a certain way, to live a certain way. To if you see the activities we do with my CrossFit friends, most of my friends come from gyms. That's where I kind of live and breathe. We work out together. 
then we usually do outdoors activities, whether that's, you know, beach volleyball, frisbee, mm-hmm. um, going to the park, running around with dogs, like different things. Um, walking the bridge, different stuff. And then we got to eat together and we all encourage each other to eat healthy. Like, I think that you just don't find those things anywhere. And also, I would argue that you don't look masculine at all. No. So, like, all of these things. 2019. It's 2019. It's wild. wild. Happy New Year, people. It is 2019. Females can have muscle. Yeah, I think, obviously, we know that muscle is an amazing thing. Like, you look so good when you have muscle. And you're healthy. Like, who gives a... If if you're not healthy. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're... My body depicts my lifestyle. My lifestyle is allowing me to live a higher quality of life. Like, you could look a certain way... And be super unhappy and unhealthy. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. And I think that... Be strong. Like, I don't need my Uber driver to lift my very heavy suitcase into his car. He looks at me and he's like, oh, well, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> That's so funny because I, I just traveled home. I just went to Dubai and my Uber driver got out of the car to lift it for me and just looked at my suitcase. And it has, like, uh, my a Uber heavy driver was and obviously, like was kind of concerned about this and I was like that's fine and just kind of lifted it in and he was like thanks like kind of relieved and I was like I yes I appreciate the help and I appreciate people offering but I want to be able to do things for myself exactly Um, I I take pride in that and everybody should every girl every boy every frog like literally (laughs) everyone should take pride in doing things for yourself because when you lose your independence that is when your quality of life starts to decrease. Exactly. And we preach that as physical therapists, as athletes, as CrossFit coaches. And these, like, th- what you're basing this whole, like, muscles are bad thing off of is, first of all, the super elite athletes, they look amazing. Like, yeah, they have a lot of muscle because they train all day, every day. Let me tell you, building eat, mass is very hard. They eat and they train because it is their job. They literally eat all the time you can't even imagine like I'm personally just trying this whole macro thing and I'm struggling eating what I'm supposed to be eating imagine mm-hmm. their demands a job. versus I mean, mine they're training four to six plus hours a day their recovery is a whole second job in order to look like that and build that type of mass that has to be your full-time job like it is not easy to get bulky oh, no. by any means um if it was like working out and strength and conditioning like wouldn't be a thing yeah. If it was easy, it just wouldn't even be a feat. Like, it wouldn't be worth it. But, like, it's working hard and, yeah, staying consist- consistent. And so I, I don't know how we got on this point. But, yeah, muscles are great. And you will look great. You'll have a nice butt. And you'll be you strong. And when you earn them, you will be proud of them. That's exactly how that works. Like and, when, yeah, it's not all about the way you're... that they look. It's what you can do in and out of the gym and just the mm-hmm. way that, like, CrossFit makes you feel. Like, okay. I always say, I think I've said this before, I am an average CrossFitter, but I, CrossFit makes me an above average human. Like, I love that. One time, well, it was actually Clay at Clay Godfrey told me that I was an average CrossFitter. And I don't, I think I kind of took it as a compliment coming from him. (laughs) Wow, thank you. (laughs) But I feel like CrossFit makes you an above average human in Mm -hmm. every other aspect. It's training for life it's a lifestyle it teaches you hard work it teaches you consistency it discipline. teaches you to push your boundaries it teaches and you how to eat right because i guarantee you you should eat more i've learned that you should probably eat more carbs at every girl so to summarize things you should have learned from this podcast 
Intensity is terrible. Do not push your limits. Sedentary lifestyle is just the way to go because, you know, why would you want to move for an hour every day? Communities are bad. Um... Lifting for time is horrible. Deadlifting is gonna you're gonna herniate a disc. Snatching you're gonna tear your rotator cuff. Um, kipping is basically for the weak people that don't know yeah. what pull ups are. Um, if only muscles and bulking are terrible. Oh God, you don't want to be strong. You just want to uh, not be able to your, lift your suitcases. And then you can't pack fifty pounds of shoes. And like, <laughs> what's quality of life without shoes? Exactly. So if you've if we haven't sufficiently discouraged you from doing CrossFit, I please will close. Please let us know. Yes. I will, uh, please message please us. Please reach out. Mesa at intheboxpt.com. Or what In the box I? PT. DM us. Message us. Um, leave a review. If you have another idea of why CrossFit is, is so, so bad, bad we will just rant. We can do it for days. But I would like you to know, we are most CrossFitters do not work out once or twice a week. On average, this is also shown by studies but in general i work out of crossfit gyms and cross is not fun or not enjoyable if you do it once twice you're just sore oh all gosh, the time no, no, most no. crossfitters with the community driven environment are crossfitting three to five times a week that is the average crossfitters come so we are talking about a community that gets people to move five days a week and that is why crossfit is so bad for you so we will see you in the box